Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, friendos, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the Dirt Sheet. This is the show where we compile all the... Wait, hold on, I should say this. This is a show where Larson compiles all the news. Well, that's for not the entirely week. true. Uh, I do non-news, which is a which is a Patreon exclusive. That is true. You are solely responsible for non-news. I usually get a start on Dirt Sheet, but we collaborate. And I think this week there was uh, some controversy in the Dirt Sheet world <laughs> because there is a story that you were really excited about. Yes. I a bit less, but nonetheless, um, I have this to propose to you. Crossover collaboration. Oh no! Let's okay. start discussion of this story here. <laughs> okay. Finish it over on, on non news, which is our Patreon exclusive show, which I produce. I don't even give you the notes to it. Um, over you're there. literally solely responsible for the content of non news. Five dollars a month gets you a new episode of exclusive non news. Non news is of course news that really is it news. It's not really news. It's not really, really news. news. Um, but anyways, we, we got a chock full, we got a full episode of good stuff today. Um, Plus the story that's, that's either <laughs> so newsworthy or not newsworthy at all, it's going yeah. to cross over both shows. It's a polarizing story today. Uh, anyways, uh, we're also available, like I said, on the Patreon, so you get exclusive content on the Patreon, access to three live streams every single week, exclusive to patrons, um, and that's starting at the $5 a month mark. You can get one of those, like, know, like two a month, two live streams a month mm-hmm. at the $1 mark. Correct. So, um, yeah, it's a good deal. Uh, we're also available on the Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in We've got a bunch of great designs there. Check them out. And uh, more surely to come. Also, this Sunday, we are going to be live streaming our reactions to WWE Battleground. We will not. Let me just make sure. Are we going to be showing any of the pay-per-view itself on the live stream? During this live stream, you'll see a shot of the two of us sitting on that couch on the over couch there. Right there. Okay. We may have food. Right. Steve's dog may, might make an appearance. Sure. But yeah. The frame you see at the beginning of the stream will be the frame for the duration of the stream. Sure. And at no point will we ever, 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 ever show a single frame of Battleground. Things you might see. My dog. Food. Us. My child. Maybe my wife. Um... Uh, beer. Things you definitely will not see. Battleground. Battleground. Bet that is correct. Yes. Now that's out of the way. I hope that's clear for everybody. First in the news. In the news. So last week we spoke extensively about this altercation between Paige and Alberto El Patron, Alberto mm-hmm. Del Rio, mm-hmm. at the Orlando airport. Mm-hmm. Um, police in Orlando were conducting an investigation to what happened. Um, uh, Paige, towards the tail end of last week, said that uh, she was the one that was questioned for domestic battery. And according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, that is the case. She was right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, they have confirmed 
with local authorities, quote, Page should be charged with battery in regards to the airport incident involving Alberto El Patron, um, but they also said that it's up to the state's attorney um, uh, whether she actually will be charged. Um, the pro wrestling sheet report continues. A representative for the Orlando PD tells us, per wrestling sheet, um, Orlando PD uh, detectives have found that probable cause exists to charge, how do you say her first name? Soraya Bevis. There you go. With battery, um, detectives have sent the information to the state's attorney's office for review, and the state's attorney's office will determine whether to file charges in the case. Ooh, I can estimate. Yeah. So uh, the police are saying she should be charged. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of interesting. This uh, and this has direct bearing on the the the, the future of the wrestling why, career, yeah. at least specifically in WWE. That's why it is interesting. This might be a fast track to global force wrestling because the WWE has a domestic violence policy in addition to a wellness policy. Yes. Right. Exactly. And according to that, if she is charged, she will once again be suspended. If convicted. Uh, she'll be fired. Yeah, her contract will be terminated. Now, there are, you know... According, this, I mean, per wrestling sheet mentioned this at the end of their story. Sorry to interrupt you. Right. Now, it's it's hard to... It's hard not to think that the, you know, Paige has kind of wanted to be out of her WWE... Like, we've heard rumblings that she has wanted out of her WWE contract yeah, we heard for that, a while. Um, after Del Rio left, that she was hiring a lawyer to mm-hmm. find a way to either negotiate every contract or find some legal means to get out of it. Yeah. Now, if all I have to do, Larson, to get out of a contract that I don't want to be in is to hit you and you want to help me to get out of that contract and so you're willing to take a bump so that I can then join you in Jeff Jarrett's promotion, would, number one, would you do that? For no, me? because I don't want to face the legal ramifications for that, whether it be a fine, prison time, so on. That's some sort. I would think that'd be some sort of. Well, no, I would be hitting you. So this is, I, well, I wouldn't. Be, I like, would be the you one. You go to jail for two months. Then what, what am I going to do? Going to jail for what this? am I going to do? What I can't do, do the show like, by myself. She like threw a beer at him. I certainly can't do non-news by myself. You do that show. Battery. I don't know what battery entails. Is that just throwing throwing a beer at somebody? Because that's what she said she did. Yeah. She ain't going to jail for that. She'll get, like, probation or something. Yeah. Um, Nonetheless, there's legal ramifications. But, I mean, the the point is this. Is there any chance that they, like, orchestrated this in order to get her out of her contract? And if so, I think the bigger question is this. So, according to that policy, she'll be fired if convicted. I would think that the no-compete clause would probably extend through the life of the original contract. Well, it ter- I, mean, I don't know. I mean, termination of the contract means one thing, and I, I imagine it's at their discretion as well. I would think so, perhaps. I mean, in my eyes, and I could be wrong from a legal sense, terminating a contract means essentially they rip the contract up. Right, yeah. So if that... Because like when Austin Aries was released, um, the reports I read that were very specific to say because he was released, mm-hmm. after 90 days, he can go wrestle again. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but if he were to leave, yeah. then he would not be able to wrestle for the remaining term of his contract. Yeah, yeah. Paige cannot wrestle for anybody until the remainder of her contract is up, plus probably 90 days. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, in nine times out of ten, this is, I mean, this, this right here is, you're, you're fired as punishment for being convicted. If the WWE gets one whiff of the, the idea that she wants to be fired, and I imagine... 
they either know, they know at this point whether she wants to be fired or not. If she did lawyer up with the intent of getting out of her contract, then they have a pretty good idea that she wants out of her contract. Yeah. And that this might be a stunt to get out of her contract. If that's the case, I would imagine they would be like, well, no, we, we can say whether or not we're going to enforce yeah. this because yeah. obviously you want out of your contract. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's eye-opening. It's just more shenanigans. Um, but uh, it's hard yeah. to, you know, you know, they've been involved in, in, in incidents before. Mm-hmm. Like when Paige seemingly got arrested in Las Vegas a couple of years or a year and a half ago, whenever yeah, it was, yeah. you know. So, um, I, it, who knows? Who I mean, knows? Uh, there's been no word on Alberto Del Rio's status with Glee. He's still indefinitely suspended. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been, that hasn't really changed. Nope. They haven't really said one way or the other. About I would, that one. I, w- I wonder if, if and when Paige is charged, if it is to happen, um, whether uh, GFW would pretty quickly. Unsuspend Alberto. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, if she's the one at fault, you would think so. But at the same time, you know, they can unsuspend the guy, and they can also. I mean, uh, he was so he was. Um, they can unmake him champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can unmake him champion. Um, I mean, you know, there's also reports that uh, Rey Mysterio has been in talks with Global mm-hmm. Force Wrestling to bring him back. But he wouldn't be able to return until after the conclusion of Lucha Underground's third season, which I checked is beginning in September. Yeah, but you know what? That's number one. He was, I think, their highest paid wrestler. Um, and Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer said that's if his contract is the same as everybody else's. Mm, that's which a fair point. the chance that it's not. Yeah. So, um,. So I don't know. I mean, that that leaves. You're right that that leaves a lot of things up in the air. I mean, that affects me greatly because I do reviews of Global Force Wrestling at YouTube.com or slash MF Steve. Here yeah. we're about to start doing a gaming podcast over there as well. well. True at all. You're not gonna bring back Friendocast? No. What about Podcast with Win? No. no. We don't own that. No. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean. You know, sometimes you hear, like, in the news about, like, couples who are, like, you know, uh, arrested together because they've been up to some shenanigans. And Paige and Alberto Del Rio, on the surface, just remind me of that. You know, (laughs) just like, you know, this pair was charged with, you know, the fraud. They were cashing Social Security checks. And it's like, how does one scumbag find another scumbag? I never know. And I'm not saying they're scumbags. I'm just saying there's always some stuff going on with these two. So, uh, I don't know. I don't like Del Rio as my Global Force Wrestling Champion right now anyway. So, whatever gets him out of that role. So, he was also, he was also, um, was it released or relieved of his duties? Uh, or or um, stepped down. What is it, Combate Americano yeah, or something the, like that? Uh, it made promotion. Yeah, he stepped down. Apparently, the, the head of that organization has defended Alberto at every turn. But this might be the, maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Or maybe Alberto did say, hey, I want to concentrate on my wrestling career. I want to concentrate. I want to go full. I want to. I want to concentrate full time on getting my wife uh, to Global Force Wrestling. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll see what happens with that. Yes. Next, uh, a pretty major story that broke Wednesday. Um, uh, Twitter account mm-hmm. Talk MMA. Yeah. Um, and they broke a potentially massive story. Steve. Huge story regarding the current. WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Yes, so according to Talk MMA, um, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman were at UFC headquarters 
to meet with uh, officials mm-hmm. there. And uh, apparently, according to Talk MMA, rumor has it that Lesnar would return to competition, in their words, immediately. Wow. Um, with uh, with uh, a goal of uh, making an appearance, fighting, I guess, at the UFC show at Madison Square Garden on November 4th. Yes. That's three and a half months away. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk MMA also mentioned that Lesnar would drop the universal title at SummerSlam. And he had already re-entered the USADA drug testing pool. So, remember correctly, after his last fight in UFC, um, he failed a couple drug tests. Mm-hmm. Um, USADA uh, gave him a one-year suspension. He retired, I think, five months shy of serving out that suspension. So, he still has to serve So, he has to re-enter the pool, yeah. serve that five-month suspension, yeah. and then he'll be eligible to fight. The remainder of his suspension, sorry. He was also, five months. He was also fined $250,000. Uh, from his purse of $5.5 million oh for that UFC fight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Pro Wrestling Sheet later confirmed a lot of what uh, Talk MMA had to say, but uh, they added that Lesnar wasn't looking to return November 4th, um, saying, quote, Sources tell us Brock's contract with WWE expires not long after WrestleMania 34 next year, and he's already made it clear to backstage officials that he currently doesn't intend to re-sign. We're told the reason Lesnar has re-entered the testing pool is so that when his contract is up, he can make the right decision about his next career move should he want to return to MMA. So it's not a guarantee he's going to return to the UFC. Right. He's just keeping his options open. Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, but UFC Vice President Jeff Nowitzki told MMA Junkie that Lesnar, quote, is not currently enrolled in the USADA drug testing pool, nor has there been any inquiry on his part to do so, and added there was, quote, Zero truth to rumors Lesnar was eyeing a return to the UFC. That sounds like something a UFC vice president would say, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if he said otherwise, then he could be there could be some tampering things going oh, on. Oh, potentially, yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, per wrestling, she added in response to uh, Jeff Nowitzki's statement that uh, while Lesnar hasn't re-entered the testing pool just yet, he is in the process of doing so. Yeah. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer about this, there are, qu- uh, quote, there are reports that Lesnar is not looking at a new deal with WWE in April because he could con- earn considerably more money in the UFC, but that he could simply be negotiating leverage, similar to how everything went down in 2015 when he had the same yeah. choice to make. Uh, he says, uh, Wrestling Observer does say, uh, we did get feedback from those in WWE who believe that Lesnar is leaving at Mania but keep in mind, that was considered a given by many in 2015 as well. Those who know the situation have said that the Lesnar contract has option years in the sense that it does end in April, but it can continue past April if neither side informs the other they are leaving and that Lesnar has not said that he's leaving and it's a decision he hasn't made at this time. So a variety of conflicting reports here from he's entered the process to or he's 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 uh, been he's placed fighting, in the pool. <laughs> from, he's fighting November 4th. <laughs> yeah. Which means he would have to enter the testing pool five months prior, so that would be early June. That would be, like, yeah, like last month. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, yeah. that would have had to have happened. Yeah. Um, there's He's in the process of re-entering. There's no, he's not entering. Mm-hmm. Um, there's He hasn't make up, made up his mind. Yeah. Um, uh, Melser was, was, gave a pretty clear... Uh, breakdown of his previous negotiation how that went and you know it seemed at that time while maybe Lesnar was interested in return to UFC 
he did realize as well that uh, he could use that interest or the impression of interest yeah. um, for leverage and negotiations with WWE. I mean, if I recall correctly, in 2015 when he re-signed, I mean, it, 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 you know, both uh, according to Wrestling Observer as well, like both offers were on the table, and then both offers increased in that mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. So Lesnar knows how to milk everything for what it's worth. Yes. Um, so I, I, you know, we can. I guess we can kind of see his future, how it's going to shape out, or how it's going to uh, turn out, or what what his decision making process might be leaning towards, given uh, what happens at SummerSlam. Yes, like you can sort of start there. It looks like, and Wrestling Observer notices this as well, but we've been talking about it here on the show, that especially after this past Raw, SummerSlam is shaping up to be a four-way for the Universal title. Yes. And so, uh, I don't know, if if Lesnar drops the belt, I would think that'd be a good indication that maybe he's indicated that, yeah, I'm I'm looking at this. Well, also, we've heard and read reports over the last few weeks that... uh, based on how ratings have gone lately, mm-hmm. the WWE officials are, 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 are at least somewhat interested in seeing if ratings would improve if their universal champion was on TV every week. Yeah, right, right, right. And um, if it's a four-way match, then Lesnar doesn't have to get pinned to lose the belt. He's protected. If they still want to do Reigns-Lesnar at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. have Reigns walk in as champion. And also, think about this. What happened last time the entire WWE universe knew that Brock Lesnar was leaving... They crapped all over the match. And who would they love to have up against a guy the crowd is crapping all over? Roman Reigns. Exactly. Yep. So that could be another way to try to get Roman Reigns over um, is to have him facing a guy who everybody knows is on the way out for potentially more money and just, you know, turn it. When people, when, when he turns his back on the WWE, people don't like that. Yeah. They want him to be there. Yes, totally. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I really, if, if if this is even a possibility, I, I, I do, I mean, just, just the fact that this has been popping up leads me to believe that that title is not going to be around his waist after SummerSlam. I'd be very surprised, too. Yeah, I know. Even before this, I, w- I would say as a coin flip whether yeah, oh, yeah, for the sure, title yeah. stays on or not. Yeah. Um, and, like, I understand the utility of having part-timers um, under the WWE's employ. Showing up on these major pay-per-views, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, um, but I always go back to WrestleMania. The Owens Jericho feud should have been yeah. for the Universal Title. That yeah. belt was such an important part of their storyline, and to take that belt, granted, I know the U.S. Title was there. It's not the same thing. Taking that belt out of that feud, it, it lessened the impact for yeah. me. Dude, back in the Attitude Era, and I, I hate going, I hate using that phrase, but you had hot stars. I mean, yeah, they brought in guests. They brought in, like, Mike Tyson. Um, but, you know, they relied on the guys who were there full time. Yeah. And, the WWE, and they built stars. Yeah, and they, and that's, that's the thing. If you... you're For one thing, you're going to need guys 10 years from now. You're going to need part-timers 10 years from now to come in and boost your rating. I know. And you need to be making those stars right now. Yep. This is the time you have so much great talent that you need to be utilizing. You need to be doing inventive storylines that that take twists and turns every single week with the same cast of characters. And these guys who come in, like Lesnar and like Goldberg and even like Cena, who just come in and then when they're gone, you see the ratings crap back down. Well, you need that foundation to keep your ratings strong. You really do. You really do. I mean, going back to creating interesting storylines, I want to know who's writing 205 Live. 
Because mm-hmm. week in and week out, I don't not to say there's 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 huge twists and turns of the storylines, but their storylines they take their time. Yeah, they're motivated. They make sense. Yeah, they make sense. Yeah. They're well plotted out, and they're all based on character. And whoever's doing that needs to take over the Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah. Because I think they could do a really good job with Bray Wyatt. I'm really kind of interested to know who actually writes Two or Five Life. Yeah, me too. But then, like, you hear these reports that they're they're giving Bray Wyatt some wins to build yeah. him up so he can have a feud with Reigns and lose to Reigns. I mean, I mean, I, I I've questioned the wisdom for a while of mortgaging the entire company's future just to get Roman Reigns over. Yeah, I know, I know. Which is another reason why they should be. I'm not huge on him winning the belt at SummerSlam, but I kind of just, number one, I'm kind of excited about Lesnar leaving because mm-hmm. he's just this thing that, like, you have to you have to shoehorn into, into and you know how they're going to use them. Yep. I mean, we saw what happened at Great Balls of Fire, 1F5, and Samoa Joe was down. Yeah. Granted, that was on the tail end of a very good match. But I just want the Brock Lesnar thing to be done with yeah. because it's so predictable. I know. And... By extension of that, I want the Roman Reigns experiment to come to its conclusion. Figure out if he can be your top guy or not. You know, once... Well, once they've had, what, three years? They've had a long time. I would think there would be a large enough sample size of data mm-hmm, yeah. if they're going by merch sales, house show attendance. Can't really say pay-per-view buys. And right. I guess network subscriptions. There's metrics in place where I would guess they would be able to look at this and say, okay... He's generating generating X number of dollars in revenue for the company. You're right, right, yeah. And if, as we mentioned, I think it was Monday, there was a story that Vince was starting to sour on the Reigns push. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, if he looks at those numbers and see that they're going in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. if they're going down, yeah, you got to do something. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you have people like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. The New Day. Mm-hmm. And wrestlers are already extremely over, extremely popular. Yeah, and you're loading up NXT yeah. with like a mass of just great singles talent yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Also in the news, this is an interesting one. You said this off camera, kind of flying under the radar, but it's kind of a big deal if true. Cause yeah, it if true. Signify a, a sea change going forward with the WWE potentially. Um, Sports Illustrated, sorry, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso was on WrestleZone's WZ Daily, um, and during the course of conversation talking about talking smack, um, Justin brought up this point. "Quote: Vince is in regular presence at SmackDown, which we've heard before that he doesn't travel quite as much as he used to. Right. Um, going back to his quote, I have confirmed that he is." And he's got Stephanie on Raw, and he's got Shane on SmackDown. I can't get confirmation if Shane is just talent or Shane is office and talent. I truly believe that Shane is back in the office, and he is the one who is overseeing SmackDown. This is pretty massive. This is pretty huge because uh, it means that Vince is winding down his hands-on approach to the company. And, I mean, everybody up until, God, there was some interview. Who was it with? It was an interview that I was just reading about the other day. Oh no, no, it was it was one I was reading this morning with Alex Riley, and I'll I'll send you the source so you can put it in the description. But he was talking about you know Vince and, and Hunter, and he was talking about uh, Vince saying that yeah, the dude is incredibly hands on. Now Alex Riley hasn't been around for a little while, but Vince is very very hands on, yes, and yes. traditionally has been, and everybody can tell you that. We used to travel. Yeah, with, with 
at least the television broadcast. And it kind of came out fairly recently that he wasn't doing that anymore. Yeah, I remember that we first heard about basis. it around payback because he wasn't, I don't think he made that trip. Right. Is yeah. what we heard. Yeah. Um, and now Stephanie is, is kind of the, the executive in charge of creative, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Right. Um, but when Shane was brought back, it was strictly um, for an on-camera role. But then we started hearing rumblings that... He was being, uh, he was asking for like, basically he was asking for like a TV production tour, like so he can understand how things yeah. worked yeah. in the office and at, at TV. And so you got the feeling that, yeah, maybe he was just there to be an on-camera character. But number one, he's been around for a little while now. Yeah. Like he was brought back for WrestleMania. We weren't sure, WrestleMania last year, not this past year, but last year. And we weren't sure exactly how long he was going to stick around, but yeah. he's been there ever since. Yeah, you know. And then one of the reasons, um, according to him, when he was, did the, uh, the the WWE Network podcast with McFoley, that he left initially in 2010 was was he didn't feel as if his ideas creatively were being used. Right, right. Um, and it was it was causing some tension in his relationship with Vince. Um, so maybe you know he's gotten to the point now after he's been back for a couple of years. A year and a half that uh, you know he's starting to kind of work his way back into the creative aspect of things. Well, we know that um, Road Dog, yeah, and Michael Hayes are two of the lead. Yeah, they guys got pretty there. prominent roles on SmackDown. Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, you know, probably should just hit him up on Twitter. Uh, so Road Dog, who's the head of SmackDown? Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it never gets old. No, it doesn't. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we get the question here often, often on the show. Uh, what do you think is the WWE going to look like when Vince steps away? Uh, we could be seeing that right now. At least the I early mean, stages of it. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure Vince would like to think that yeah, I'm going to do this until I die. But the bottom line is, man, if you get out of bed and you're like a million years old, like he is, like it's. it's a, Totally fine, just not to get on the plane and travel. Being on the road, meaningless TV. Being on the road three to four days a week. Yeah, you know when you're past seventy. Yeah, that probably isn't a whole lot of fun. Probably not. You got a lot of a lot more things to take. Plus, dealing with all the the business dealings that is involved in running the WWE. That alone. Yeah. Not even taking into account the creative aspect of it. That's got to be a full time job. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's got to be a lot of full-time I jobs. But I know. But seems to like to do all that stuff. I know. He's a man that doesn't like to sneeze. Yeah. But I don't, it's just, it's wrestling is so weird because, like, Shane comes back to fight The Undertaker, and then and then the brand split happens, and he's an on-screen commissioner. Yeah, and then a year and a half later, he's running the show. He's actually commissioner. It'd be great if they actually just gave him that title. You know? Like for real backstage. <laughs> for real. You're the new commissioner of SmackDown. You're the commissioner. Line. Oh, so, anyways, <laughs> all right. Tease this story we're gonna cover further <laughs> oh, on non-news. How about this? I'll do one better. If you want this episode of non-news, here's what I'm gonna cover. I'm gonna get to everything before this. Yeah, yeah. Another Ring of Honor star headed to WWE. Which one is it? Find out on non-news. <laughs> you know why that's non-news? Because they're just snapping up every Ring of Honor guy now. Um, CM Punk and Jeff Jarrett, new tag team. Maybe find out. On non-news. And then huge news. Huge non-news. There you go. Hulk Hogan, the movie. Coming out soon. Find out on non-news. It's going to be called The Immortal. 
<laughs> so this was reported again by the Wrestling Observer. I was reading through this thing, and I was like, "This is so." So it's kind of akin to the Vince McMahon. It's a fictionalized biography, but it's like less fictionalized than the Vince McMahon one, which was like hilariously yeah, 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 fictionalized. Yeah, but, but you know, it could be inferred based on the Vince script where they had that that uh, the, the the thing at the beginning. Saying this movie is about as is true as pro wrestling is. Right, right. And that's kind of the point of that movie. Whereas, so this is we being, have no idea if that's the case with this one. This is being sh- uh, shopped around by the writing team of Steve Desmond and Michael Sherman, who have a website called something like it's called Dreaming Ants. Uh, and I'm looking for wait. So the blacklist? Do they actually write for the blacklist on NBC? Uh, no, no, it's just the blacklist. That's what they call the, the, the scripts in Hollywood that haven't been made. Yeah. Monsters? Oh, is that the... Is that the, uh... Um, no. No, it's <laughs> never one that's, uh, the guy that did Godzilla. So did. it looks like they're really trying hard to get their name out there in, in Hollywood, um... And what better way than to do a Hulk Hogan movie? Give us a couple highlights of what this movie's going to entail. Steve. All right, well, very loosely. And we can go in more detail Okay, well, on non-news. Apparently it features, towards the beginning of the movie, uh, Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan, as a fat kid in school who was considered a loser and got bullied. According to Wrestling Observer, there is actually no evidence of either of those things past the idea that Hogan wasn't a star athlete in high school, but he was a huge kid. All right, so there's one thing. He's going to be bullied and fat, which is kind of funny. Uh, Let's see here. One day he found out that pro wrestling was fake and began to harass wrestling promoter Mike Graham, who I think wasn't Mike Graham the guy who said uh, Jeff Jarrett broke a thousand guitars and never drew a dime? (laughs) Uh, Wrestling Observer notes here that Mike Graham was actually a classmate of Hogan's in high school, and his father ran the wrestling company. All Um, right. That's good. So, yeah. Save the rest for non-news. We'll save the rest for non-news. There's a couple more chunks in here. There's a couple actually real tidbits about Hogan that I didn't know about, which were really kind of disturbing. So anyways, yeah, $5 a month. I get some non-news every week. It's my favorite show on the It on is. On the it is Steve's favorite show. Network. I can vouch for Steve's enthusiasm Absolutely. for non-news each and every week. Let's answer some questions. Yes, we should. Jason White Jr., Shane McMahon, was in a helicopter when it had to do an emergency crash landing in the water earlier today, yesterday. Um, is Shane literally indestructible? In the press conference afterwards, he seemed really calm. I would have still have been freaked out. So this was originally in uh, non-news, but then I noticed that you included the question here, so we can talk about it here. Yeah, Shane McMahon and his pilot uh, had to do an emergency landing in water, um, but according to Shane McMahon, the pilot was extremely calm through mm-hmm. the entire thing, and he described every bit of the process as it was happening, and Shane said he felt completely at peace with what was happening, felt that it was going to be okay, and then he gave an interview with the local news afterwards, and it was all good. He's fine. Yeah. What was the Young Bucks tweet about this? Only Shane McMahon could take a bump from a helicopter or something like that yeah. and be fine. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. God damn it. I lo- you know, Twitter is a real son of a bitch, but sometimes Twitter can be amazing. Yeah. Twitter can be good. Uh, let's see here next. Chalupa Batman asks. Uh, oh, power rankings. Power rankings. We got a lot of power rankings. Give me your power show. rankings. Of five NXT talents and five SmackDown Live talents you'd like to see answer the United States title open challenge. You do NXT, I'll do SmackDown, we shall alternate. All right, sounds good. Okay, there we go. All right, number five for NXT. I want to see 
Andrade. You can just put Almas. Almas. All right. For number five for me, I want to see... Mike Knellis. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, let's see here. Number four for me, I want to see... He's too big for it. Oh, Cassius Ono. Oh, that's good. Oh, no. The crowd would pop if they heard, oh, no. no. (laughs) Four for me is Baron Corbin. Number three. Three. Oni Lorcan. Oh, good call. There we go. My number three is going to be Sammy Zayn. Wow. My number two is going to be Alistair Black. Good call. My number two <laughs> is going to be... Can't type right now. Shinsuke Nakamura. My number one is going to be Oscar. My number one is going to be... <laughs> Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. I got to start doing the who joke to Luke Harper. And I don't care if you guys don't care. Although he might be coming out on... Could be. With, uh, what's his face? Could be Eric um, Rowan. Lindsay DXHBK. More power rankings. Um, with the past few years, having WB2K feature a returning superstar with Kurt Angle being the most recent rank, the top five most likely persons to be featured in next year's games. Let's speculate. There's not a whole lot of people who have left... CM Punk. Back. Oh, that's going to be number one. Number five, CM Punk. Because it's not going to happen. Oh, I know it's you not going to happen. Uh, Lindsay here is asking for the... Oh, most likely. Most okay. likely. Okay. So I'll say at the very bottom, CM Punk. Okay. Because I got CM Punk my non-news today. Is it too early to say The Undertaker can come back? He just retired. No, I'd say Undertaker's good. I'd actually probably put Undertaker higher on the list. Um, you know what I'm going to say here? Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. Number three, Daniel Bryan. Good. Very good. We're running out. I mean, these are actually, like, these two are actually kind of good. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do for number one and two. Number two. Number two, number two, number two. A returning superstar. Who could be returning? Uh, Alberto Del Rio. Jack Swagger. <laughs> That's terrible. He's not even in, he's not even in the top 20. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> He's even further out of the top list. Uh, who can return? Who can return? Who can return? Yeah. Brian. Brian. <laughs> no, he's way out of there. There will be no Benoit in that game. No. What about, boom, L. How did El Gigante... Wait, El Gigante. Giant Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, I would have said the Hardy Boys, but yeah, they're back. Yeah, no, man, they're back already. I'll be honest, man. Something tells me it's going to be either Daniel Bryan or Undertaker. That'd be a bummer about Daniel Bryan, though. You don't really want to do that. Like, that's kind of rubbing salt in the wound. I know. It's probably going to be Undertaker. Undertaker. What about Lex Luger? Number four, Lex Luger. Yeah, that's good. Number two, 
Let's say number three is Daniel Bryan. Who's more likely to be featured as a returning superstar, Daniel Bryan or Lex Luger? Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. What about Chris Jericho? I mean, he's already there, man. Well, not currently. John Cena. John. There you go. John Cena. Um, yeah, there there really is nobody, huh? What about what are they gonna do? Rob Van Dam. Oh, that'd be rad. What do you say? How about this? Number two, Scott Steiner. Oh dear, you fat bastard! Not gonna fat asses. Not gonna. I'm gonna run down that. your fat ass. Him and Matthews in a golf cart running down abyss, and that uh, was good stuff. He's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. All right, moving on. Sean Holver. So it looks like it'll be a fatal four-way at SummerSlam for the Universal title. What are the chances Brock Lesnar loses the title? Is this WWE's way to protect Lesnar and Reigns to make sure neither of them take a pin? It's yes. definitely a way to protect Lesnar so he's going to take a pin. Yeah. Reigns is not going to take a pin. No. Reigns is probably going to win. I still feel like the best storyline, especially if they don't want Lesnar to be involved in the Universal title scene at WrestleMania next year, Strowman wins it. Next pay-per-view, Strowman Reigns. Strange... Strange. Reigns loses again. Come back around to WrestleMania. Strowman Reigns. Reigns finally takes the belts off. Wait, Strowman. so you're saying Strowman's going to win at SummerSlam? I don't think he is. That's, I think that'd be the best option. I think he's going to win. I think it's going to be Strowman at be SummerSlam. Awesome. That'd be great. Are you kidding me? Look at how they're booking him right now. Tell I me know. he's not a Universal I Champion. Know. No, he, he, he's a deserving Universal he Champion. He is, dude. He is a legit Universal Champion right now. Mm-hmm. Who's Nobody's going to take that thing off him. Give me a break. So I guess if, if Strowman is the one to win it, mm-hmm. Reigns could take the pin. Because he's already pinned Reigns twice. Well, dude, come on. The most likely, oh, sorry, once. The most likely person that's going to get the pin is Mojo. Probably. Yeah. Lesnar is not going to get pinned. Five. No, Lesnar's not going to get pinned. He's scary. Uh, we have video questions. We do have video questions. First, from Michael Berry. Let's see what Michael Berry has to say. What are some of your guys' most controversial wrestling opinions? I know you guys both share the uh, Bret Hart opinion. I agree. I was pretty excited to hear someone agree with me on that. But I remember in Discord chat a while ago, I mentioned how I thought... Bobby Roode was a boring wrestler in my eyes to like the last five minutes. Um, and I'm not a fan of Nia Jax at all. And would love to hear some of your guys' controversial opinions. Thank you, Michael Berry. What are some more controversial wrestling opinions? I feel like Dave Meltzer was throwing some shade at us the other day. Oh, how so? That could just be my ego talking. Somebody asked him about Bret Hart, and he says, Bret Hart was one of the best ever and I laugh at anybody else who says otherwise. Oh. He's got an opinion too. No, no, that's fine. I know, but it's kind of condescending. It's a very la- strongly held. I one. laugh at you for having a subjective view on Bret Hart's on Bret Hart. Here's my thing about Bret Hart. Yes, he was a very good wrestler. I found like, how does anybody find his character compelling? I know at all. I know against any number of other people. I'm not crapping on the guy. I'm really not. I just like, look, man, if you're watching a movie and you have like 10 compelling characters and then one guy who like is not that compelling a character. But he's a really good actor. But he's a really good actor. Yeah. Like, you know, what do you care? Or even worse, like you're watching a movie about sports and one of the guys is really good at whatever sports movie this is that they're playing. 
but like you, he doesn't get any lines, or you just don't you don't remember anything he says. Mm-hmm. Like really, you gonna remember that guy? Yeah, no. Is he one of the best ever in that movie? No, no, not really. That's kind of my take on it. I just found him boring. He was digging. I mean, he was good. He was like he, he was really good in the he ring. Was, he was a good wrestler. Fine, I'll say he was great. He was a great wrestler. He was a very good wrestler. <laughs> All right. I think here, here's the thing about Bret Hart. I know this isn't answering uh, uh, Michael Berry's question, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back around to his question. Um, I think if Brett hadn't said that he was the best, and everybody else said that he was the best, yeah, um, I would probably think more of his in-ring abilities. Yeah, so everybody's saying, "Oh, he's a, one of the best technical wrestlers ever wrestle." Right. I feel like a lot of his matches are just the exact same, though. <sighs> like he has, he he he's a good, he's a really great seller. Mm-hmm, he's yeah. a great seller. Yeah. I'll admit that. But uh, like whenever he does his flurry of offense, mm-hmm. it's more it's more or less the same five moves. In the same sequence. Yeah. That's yeah. just how I feel. I'm not an expert on Brett's uh, entire uh, hi- uh, career. Right. But I've seen a good number of his matches. Yeah. With the exception, there's one match that uh, doesn't necessarily fall into that category. It's his match against Piper at WrestleMania 8. Because mm-hmm. that match starts out as, as more of a technical type match, and then about halfway through it becomes a brawl. Okay, yeah. So, and, I mean, in my opinion, that's the best Bret Hart match I've seen. Maybe I need to watch more Bret Hart. Entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But based on the dozens of matches I've seen of his, that's just the opinion I've formed. Yeah. Very good in the ring. Great seller. Yep. Uh, promo-wise, not the best. Right. Yeah. Not but, uh, no. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's my main thing, man. I just, I watch for, like, for characters and stuff. I don't really think Dave Meltzer was throwing shade at us. I'd be surprised. No, I don't think so either. I think that's the last thing we were probably doing. Uh, but anyways, what are some of your other wrestling, controversial wrestling opinions? That's sort of the big one. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, I don't have any, you know, I if I sat here and really thought of thought about it. But um, that's kind of it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm sure we might be able to think of something else. I mean, is it controversial? So I'm not like a big... So I, when Shibata... When I first saw, saw Shibata like at Wrestle Kingdom and I saw like him up to his last match, I was I was a big fan of his, but his last match I didn't like because it, to me it was like you're just, you're just taking liberties. Yeah. You know? I don't know if that'd be considered a controversial opinion or not in that I just don't think that wrestling should be that stiff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think wrestling should be that stiff. Yeah. I think that, you know, you're supposed to try to make it look real, not be real, and certainly yes. not headbutt the crap out of somebody else. I know. You know what I mean? Here's, uh, I've said this before, I don't know if it's controversial. I don't like Finn Balor's demon persona. <laughs> oh, yeah. But do you just not like it aesthetically? No, no, you, you don't like it because he doesn't do anything new with it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I don't like it because it's purely aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of controversial right there. What's next? Patrick Sparks is next. Yes. Let's see what Patrick has to say. Hey, friendos. Pat here. Not dead. Quite alive, actually. And I'm returning with another video question. Thanks, Adam. So, Brock Lesnar might be going back to the UFC after his WWE contract is up. Might not be. I don't think so. Mark Henry recently said that he will become a backstage talent rather than an in-ring competitor in a few months here, officially announcing his retirement for real this time, not the John Cena way. Um, this being said, it made me think that 
people are either going to get released, fired, or retire in the upcoming months or years. So, power rankings, one through five, minus Brock Lesnar and Mark Henry. Who are the next people to either get fired, released, um, retire, or wish WWE their best in their future endeavors like Ryback? So, thanks, Fendos. Bye. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. Power rankings. Next five talents to leave the WWE. Can we not include the colognes here? Because there was like a rumor they were going to be released and one of them got injured. I just well, I thought that. the rumor was that they asked for the release. Oh, okay. But still, yeah, a release. That's kind of a boring one. But we'll they be number five, the colognes. What are you looking at? WWE. The roster. WWE roster. Leave. I think one's going to be Paige. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paige is like number one. Um, well, Big Show has said that he's already through. He's, he's winding down his wrestling out, yeah. career, so that's a good Paige, number four. Big Show or two. Um, the Ascension at three. Okay. They need jobbers, though. No, I know they're not asking to leave anytime soon. I don't think they're asking anything. They go to work. They keep their heads down. All right, all right fair enough. It's not, I don't think they're censoring anything. They need, they need guys like that. Just like they need guys like Kurt Hawkins. I think. They need jobbers, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. You know, would you be surprised if after SummerSlam... WWE released Enzo. I don't know if it'd be that quick because I think they got to see what they can get out of him. Yeah, but man, they need to put they need to figure out something for him. Oh, definitely, they need to figure out something for him. Um, Rhino. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me if he if he were to retire. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Do you think they're ever going to end this Inkara experiment? That I don't know. Like, would they even announce it if it was Sankara? Or would they just get, like, a new guy to be Sankara? Because I, I would imagine, maybe, I wonder if his merch sells okay. Like, whenever I go to Target, I always see heck of Sankara stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the th- initially, that was the thing. Yeah. Is that uh, Sankara always sold a lot of merch. Yeah. So maybe Sankara will stick around. I maybe. mean, it's, it's not a guy. It's a suit. Yeah. What about Mickey James? I know she just came back, but they really, really haven't done anything with her. Yeah, but she, something tells me she's probably a good locker room guy. Could be. You know. Let's see. Yeah, let's see in the women's division. Summer Rae hasn't been around for a while. She has not been around for a while. But again, they need experienced people in that division. I mean, they, I, I would think most of, those, most of them have their freaking job security. Unless Summer Rae wanted to go. Has she, is she still recovering? I thought, she, I thought she was ready to go. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, Grandma Talik. When I they never use him. Yeah, he's rarely on TV. He's Apparently, he's been re- doing a main event and house shows. Yeah. Um, you think our truth is done soon? He's old. He's so old. He's like forty-five. Gold Dust might be done soon too. He might yeah, be giving it, up it one last like, run. Yeah, it feels yeah. like they're doing a hey, they're done thing, but. It's kind of crazy how good R-Truth still looks. Though. Oh, I know. For being 45? Man, that dude's fit. 
Yeah, he is. Yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of good names we threw out. Yeah. All people that we wish nothing but the best for. Yes. Uh, speaking of wishing nothing but the best for, Lee Fox. Wish nothing but the best for him. In his video question for us, let's see what Lee has to say. Do you see John Cena going to Raw and winning his 17th title on Raw, um, being that the Universal title is the top prize? And if you are going to overtake Ric Flair's record, are you going to um, let John Cena win his 17th title at WrestleMania, uh, whoever it's against, on the grandest stage of them all? Let me know what you think, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Would you like to look at the television, Mr. Lee? Uh, anyways, this question is, do you see John Cena going to Raw and winning the Universal title? Not anytime soon. You don't see Cena versus Reigns at WrestleMania for the Universal title? Yeah, that's a possibility, but I don't see Cena winning that match. Yeah, Cena. he's not going to beat Reigns. No, Cena, <laughs> Cena has said himself that he's, oh, man. he's winding down his in-ring career. Yeah. You know what that translates to? Losing. That is true. Do you think he's going to break? Do you think, well, yeah, he might break that record. At, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one more title run. Like at SummerSlam. Potentially. Yeah. No, I agree with that. There's too many guys that need that title. Yes. Uh, last up, Fernie has a question. Fernie, what do you have for us? Hey, Steven Larson, as well as all my online friendos out there. It's the first With WWE 2K18 finally come out in October, it makes me wonder how a New Japan game would be like. Personally, I want it to be more like anime graphics, like in certain GBZ games and all the other anime games out there, unlike the real-life graphics that 2K series are doing. I would also expect a campaign mode where you, get to, where you have to join either a faction or be a lone wolf like Shibata, whether it's the Gucci Japan, Bullet Club, Suzuki Gun, Chaos, or LIJ. Whether you start from the bottom and eventually take over the fra- faction or making up your own. What do you guys think? What would you like to see in a New Japan game? Thank you, Fernie. Oh, man, what a great question. A New Japan video game. And I don't want one of them Tekken fighting games. I want a New Japan video game. Here's my suggestion for a My Career mode. At the start, My Career, you're a young lion. Then you have to choose Bullet Club. Los Ingobernables de Japón. Yeah, Fernie mentioned something like that. Uh, the Teguchi Japan. Chaos. Chaos. Or No Faction. Or no, ooh, rolling factionless. What about Suzuki Gun? What about Bullet Club Hunters? <laughs> How about you start off a Bullet Club Hunter? There you go. You have to work your way out of Bullet Club Hunter. Oh man, that's that's like legendary mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to man the table. The this is what I want. This is what I want. I want uh, the old N64 Aki games. Okay, that engine. Updated yeah. graphics. Yeah. Good. With the full New Japan roster. Oh, I like that. That's what I want. Hey, you know what I ordered the other day? Oh, the adapter? The adapter. Nice. The adapter. Nice. I don't know what we're talking about. Too bad. You're going to stay tuned. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah. What you said is good, too, and what Fernie says is good, but what I want is most of all that. Telling you, man, start off as a young lion. No, that's good. L.I.J. Chaos. Suzuki Gun. Bullet yeah, Club Hunter. Bullet Club. Bullet Club Hunter. <laughs> I want to go be with Yoshi Tatsu, uh, and Billy, Billy, Billy Gunn, and then the Tempura Boys. I want to be with them. Uh, finally, we have one last question from A.O. Worm. Let's see what A.O. Worm has to say. What's good, everybody? This is your boy, the second city champion, A.O. Worm, here with my first time video question. Long story short, what TNA 
superstars would you like to see from the past a president come over to the WWE? Me personally, I would like to see James Storm come back and team up with Bobby Roode to form Beer Money. Back in the day, in the TNA, that was my favorite tag team, so I would love to see them riding the sunset together in the WWE. But that's just my opinion. What do you guys think about that? And also, what do you guys, who would you like to see come over from TNA to WWE to make a huge impact? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. TNA talent. And by the way, a worm, thank you for calling it TNA still. Yeah. Oh, man. I love why. I, I, I still have such a hard time saying GFW because it's GFW. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Look, dude, I know TNA has like a negative connotation to it. We get it. You know, I get the joke. But it's become its own thing by now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't associate the term TNA with, you know, what it is. Mm-hmm. I associate it with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Bobby Lashley, Trevor Lee, Trevor Trevor Lee for sure. I feel like Bobby Lashley's he's too. It's not that's not fresh. Um, being the expert. Oh, on. sorry. Yes, I should defer to you. Uh, you really should. I mean, come on now. Have you been watching my reviews? You should really watch Impact. Well, which one is it? Should I watch Impact or watch your review? Both, man. Well, if I'm watching Impact, I'm not going to watch your review. Hey, if I'm watching the, review, I'm not going to watch Impact. If we get this that office space. We you probably we got to start doing GFW reviews on our channel. Oh dear, make up for it, the revenue. Um, well, I mean, never mind. Say GFW reviews might make up a fraction of it. <laughs> what do you think would do better, GFW or New Japan? New Japan. You think so? Yeah, maybe. There's a buzz about New Japan, Steve. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Um, Unless we become like the go-to source for GFW reviews, like all 250,000 people who tune in, tune into GFW. Hey, I'm watch getting like I'm getting like 5,000 views a week hmm. on my GFW reviews, so that that translates to like 20,000 here. Yeah, maybe 15, 15, maybe 10. But you might probably might be like one of three people who are doing GFW reviews, right? All right, this is who I want. I want Braxton Sutter. Good-looking dude. He's, he's like spoken he's, highly of him. He's yeah. old though. Well, he's like 37, I think. Oh. And I don't know why his career hasn't taken him to where, like, to WWE or anything. I don't know why. Anyways, Braxton Sutter. EC3. Oh, EC3 is top of my list, for sure. Big star. Um, you already said Trevor Lee. He's good. Uh, let's see here. Moose. Yes. Definitely want Moose. Yes. Although, that, you know, if Moose left, that'd be, like, I love Moose on GFW. He comes out. Ah! My phone fell. He comes out, he air guitar. Here's the thing about Moose. He comes out air guitaring his belt, but then he also has to like transition to this every time they say moose mm-hmm. in his theme song. Mm-hmm. And his theme song is great. Yeah. I don't know who over there is doing the theme, but that theme song is great. So Moose, Braxton Sutter, power rankings. Moose, Braxton Sutter, EC3. Um, Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee. Uh, and I love Sienna, the wrestler. The, oh, she's the yeah, champ, yeah, yeah. Women's champ. She's fantastic. Um... ACH is over there, too. Oh, yeah. Bring ACH He's over. He's good. Yeah. He's real good. Apparently, according to Hurricane Helms, he was uh, he was one he was really trying to get. He was really trying to get Chuck Taylor. Yeah. And he was really trying to get Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Before the Cruiserweight. Yeah, show. I saw that. Yeah. Wherever Shane Helms lands, they're going to be getting a lot because from everything I've heard about Hurricane... He's top notch. Mm-hmm. There's been rumblings about him being a coach in WWE. That'd be a good idea. That'd be fantastic. Look, what did, what did he say? Watch out! It's a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, you know who's come over from uh, TNA? Who? Jeff Jarrett. No. 
Absolutely not. No, not at all. <laughs> Slap nuts. Slap anyway, nuts. that's it for Dirt Sheet. I think it was a good collaboration. Be sure to watch non-news. Yes. Uh, it's up right now for you $5 patrons. I put it up Friday morning. I didn't last weekend because I had surgery. Correct. Yeah. Anyway. Minor surgery. Minor, I had minor surgery. It was not a lobotomy. No. Anyways, uh, that's it for Dirt Sheet. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.